Welcome back to the Maybe Yes Sir podcast. We are taping this Sunday night. Shlee, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Kidley. How's life? Oh, it's good. Good Sunday today. Really good Sunday. Ended up at uh, the snow maze for about two hours this afternoon. Sun was out. Uh, I'm not sure if you've been there yet, but it's uh, it's really cool. They did a great job with uh, the snow maze and they got like a, a snow bar set up there too. With uh, So you could go inside and it's kind of all carved out from snow. You could grab yourself a drink, a hot chocolate, a hotty toddy, whatever whatever you're into. And it was, uh, it was a good time. So they got like a toboggan run and then obviously the snow maze and, and whatnot. So uh, highly recommend it. So a quick, uh, quick little local shout out to the snow maze. Uh, just south of the city. So it was a good time today. How about you? Uh, you know, I've heard about the snow maze and I really want to take the youngest roommate and everything. everything. Every time I go to take her, it switches to being minus 40 and uh, the Schley doesn't do the cold. So, no. um, yeah, today, today was, would have been a beautiful day. We were out shoveling. It was fantastic at that point. So, yeah. yeah good, good today was you. a good day for it. It wasn't, yeah. uh, wasn't too busy there either. So, yeah, we had a good time. I was yeah. back uh Back in time to catch the back nine of the golf and uh, made made a little homemade homemade uh, hamburger soup this afternoon. Shlee, it was a great oh, great soup your, day. You and great your soup, soup day. You and your soup. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good soup day. All right. Uh, today on the pod, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um, Tiger's return to the PGA Tour. We'll talk about dominant Rom. Uh, Netflix new episode full or new documentary full swing on the PGA Tour. We'll touch on that going to talk about our guy Mac McClung winning the winning the dunk contest last night and blowing up uh, blowing up Twitter. Schley's going to talk about Premier League football. We'll discuss winners and losers from the Super Bowl and some TV updates. But first let's just hop into golf. Tiger returns to the PGA Tour at Riviera and starts handing out tom- tampons, of course, you know. What a fuck. What a not, guy. not good in the not good in the woke generation here kids. No. He might have got rid of away with that uh, 10 years ago, but not right now. No. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Tiger returns. He <laughs> looked really good on Thursday at times, um, you know, driving it past Rory and Justin Thomas all day, which was, you know, a bit jarring from a guy walking around with, uh, walking around like Kaiser Sose, basically, out there yeah. with one, one and a half legs. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty incredible. Like, his ball speed's like 180. I don't, you, you don't follow the tour too much, but that's like... You know, top tier ball speed on the on the tour right now. So it's uh, it's pretty wild what he's able to do still at 47 years old and and in the the condition that he's in. So really cool to see him back. Um, John Rom, third win of win of win of the year already. He's he's on a historical pace right now. He's doing some incredible things. He looks really good. Um, and, and Kidley, what's what's with the trying to find like the dark horses and stuff? Why didn't we just put like five minutes know. a week on Rom and yeah. just be living it up right now? You, you, yeah. you beat me to it. That was going to be my next line. I was <laughs> going to be like, you know, the way that he's going right now, you almost can't bet anything but but Rom if he's in the field. So, you know, lesson learned. You know, we're always trying to find value, but, you know, in the 10 to 1, John Rom's staring, you at, staring at you in the face. Might as well just take it. Right? And, and remember, he's a part of my uh, my 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 uh, pub four ball as well. He's part of the table that he's going to be sitting there with us. So, yeah. he's a good guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, interesting character playing some incredible golf right now. Got away with a few, a few questionable uh, things yesterday and and today. But uh, a few drives that he sniped left, one into a parking lot where he got a free drop. Um, you know, stuff that usually doesn't happen at Riviera when you start uh, hitting it wayward off the tee. But he found a way to win. Max Homa finishes second. Homa, very likable character. 
he's playing like a, an elite player on the tour right now, a top five talent for sure. Um, he looks really good. So the tour's in a good spot. You know, in two weeks, the Players' Championship is uh, is coming up. So uh, PJ Tour is doing all the right things right now. So good stuff. Um, R- Rory though, there's 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 reason for concerns with with Rory Lad. I think he's his driver isn't uh, his driver game isn't going well. Putting's not good. Iron play isn't good. So there's there's definite reason for concern with Rory right now. But uh, that leads he's us starting, into he's starting to get up there a little bit now though too. How yeah, these yeah. You know what? He's mid thirties. So yeah. He's okay. Not, okay. You know he's he's hitting that age. So you know he's he not. He seems to kind of go up and down and up and down a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know he's always going to be a threat. Just uh, right yeah. now his game uh, game doesn't look great in my opinion. But uh, okay. yeah. But that leads us into full swing. So uh, Rory does make an appearance later on in in the full swing. So full swing is Netflix's PGA Tour documentary. You know, <laughs> I watched episode. I've, I'm four episodes in. Episode one chronicles Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and their friendship and their pedigree growing up and whatnot. And and to me, it just just was a real miss with in terms of setting up a, a documentary like that with with the first episode. I know, Shalee, you tried to get into it. What were your initial thoughts? Well, it, first, my, my number one highlight is very early in it. I believe Jordan Spieth is drinking a Bell's Too Hearted on the plane, yeah. which is a, a great beer from Michigan. Um, so I give him a thumbs up for that, at least. Uh, right. But, like, if you're trying to get somebody who's not a golf fan, like, not a big-time golf fan like myself, um, just having two guys that are fairly privileged and everything. One of them, oh, he his his big worry was that his best buddy was better than him at golf. The yeah. guy when he's a third generation PGA tour yeah. kid, like boohoo, Thomas. We we all feel sorry for you and everything. So I know, yeah, they, they, I was I was kind of right out right off the hop there. Like, yeah. give, give me something interesting. Yeah, it's just not very relatable. Like I I wish. Yeah. I wish they would have had, they could have done the Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth thing, you know, hopping on the private jets, doing all that stuff. Like you said, you know, privileged upbringing and whatnot. Yeah. And I would have liked to see them do the opposite of that. And and in, in the same episode, show a guy who's like hundreds on the PGA Tour money list, mm-hmm. you know, had a, a different background growing up. He's not taking a private jet every every week. He's flying commercial. He's staying at a Holiday Inn Express. You know, he he's up and down from the PGA Tour to the Corn Ferry Tour. Show the contrast in yeah. how these two guys go go about their week to week PGA Tour life, as opposed to like a journeyman, right? Yeah, because so, they, they 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 basically just opened it the way that I think every PGA golfer is. Exactly. <laughs> like that's that's all I think they are, anyways. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was right. Bunch yeah, but yeah, their 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 greatest the the biggest moment for them is on Father's Day at the U.S. Open, where they they all grew up playing golf. Right. Their father, no shit, you did. You play you yeah. played golf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a privileged <laughs> white guy sport. Of course you did. Like, yeah, big shit. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, they do get better though. Season, uh, episode two is with Brooks Kepka and it kind of shows, and it's pretty revealing actually in terms of Kepka and he's he's facing the fact that he, and he self-admittedly says he can't hang with some of the best players in the world right now, and he's kind of questioning his future, and it kind of leads into him taking taking the bag of money from from Liv and moving on. So episode two is good. 
Um, the other episodes that I've watched are, are decent as well, so I'm, I'm looking forward to catching the, the remainder of the series, but so far, it's just been okay. But I mean, nothing's ever going to compare to The Last Dance in terms of these documentaries, so I think, you know, we've we set the bar pretty high with The Last Dance. 100%, yeah. There's there's no 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 even coming close to matching that. A story to, to kids these days that didn't know didn't weren't around to watch basketball at that time partly don't believe that that's actually how it happened like it's yeah. just too good of a story exactly did you watch uh, uh drive to survive the formula one no i didn't i hear it's just it was fantastic though but no, yeah yeah and i think that's you know and, and again there people are comparing uh full swing to drive to survive yeah. you know they're hoping that it was going to draw in a bunch of non-golf fans but like you said yeah. like first episode just showing like these privileged guys racing around on private jets and like not much mm-hmm. of a, a backstory or intrigue at all kind yeah. of a big but big mess. and and the fact that they start like halfway through the pga tour season too like they start at the pga championship like the second major of the year too so it's kind of like schedule wise it's all out of whack so i don't know we'll see um, so yeah, that's full swing. But uh, last night, the NBA dunk contest, our guy Mac McClung put on <laughs> an absolute show with the with those four dunks that he did. The, the tap off the glass, 360 windmill, double pump, like pause, some kind of like a yeah. reverse thing, and then what was it like a 720 or a 540? It's just like they were calling it shit. a 540, yeah. 540, yeah. unbelievable, man, like. Yeah. It, incredible it yeah and then of course you you know once you start watching those highlights and then they show some of his like his high school dunk reels and shit it's like holy shit yeah this guy's unbelievable like like a good good player not great like he's he's from bouncing around from g league to he can't find a spot on a on an active nba roster but like we like we talked about two years ago on the pod, I kind of warned people about this this kid coming out of Texas Tech just because he's a crazy athlete and you know and all that's all and uh, the way he plays. But yeah, kind of uh, interesting story and just a very niche niche uh, skill that he has as just a tremendous dunker. Like that's the only reason he's around basically. And I and I think you have a a comparison to the rest of the sporting world in terms of like a niche athlete. What do you got? Well, yeah. Yeah, well, it's one of those ones that you just know that now a bunch of kids are going to be have Mac McClung jerseys, and they're going to wonder why he doesn't play. And you're going to have to tell them it's because he's not good. He he's he has a, a a niche skill that doesn't translate to an actual NBA court. Um, as as much as I know about him, I don't know a whole lot about him. Like all I knew about him was what you had said about him a couple of years ago in the NCAA's and everything. Even during yeah. last night, I was with my brother, and it came up on the screen, Mac McClung, and a picture of him. And my brother's like, "Who's the white kid?" And I'm like, "That's when a kid. That's when a Kidley's voice. <laughs> Kidley loves that guy." <laughs> and and then they had a stat that he had he had three made NBA field goals. Yeah. As of last night, no dunks. Right. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So so not a whole lot. So it got me thinking. Who is the other? Who's another person who has a skill um, to play a sport professionally that just doesn't make any sense? Um, and I thought about things like kick returners and stuff like that. Like there's guys like Tim Dwight back in the day, who they couldn't figure out a way to get him on the field offensively, but was an explosive punt and kick returner. But that was almost like that. That actually does help your team. Totally, it's part of the game. So I didn't think that totally worked. And uh, all I came up with for this 
was uh, I had to go to the Premier League and to Stoke City. Stoke City oh, used to, um, they, they, they were a team. It was always said um, when, when a team was a flashy team, it was always, could you, could you do it on a cold night in Stoke? Because they're just bruisers. They were, yeah. they, some thought they were building a basketball team at one point. They had t- uh, P- Peter Crouch, who's one of my favorite soccer players. He's actually the reason I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, he's 6'7", playing striker for them. And they had a bunch of these big tall guys. But they had this one defender, and his name was Rory Delap. And not a great player by any means. But he had one skill. A skill that you would never think would lead a guy to playing in the Premier League. And it was his long throw-in. He could throw a a ball from the sideline on a line. Like six, six feet, three inches in the air on a line to the center of the box. Yeah. And he could do it repeatedly over and over and over again. So this team of just plumbers who had no ability to play with any other team, they just loaded up with these big, huge guys. And he right. would throw these light laser beams in. And they were they were called Liverpool's bogey team because we couldn't beat them. Because we would be trying to play, play football and they would just get throw-ins and launch it into the box. And after three, four, five of them... We would have a mental breakdown. The ball would get knocked down to the, the floor and somebody would tap it into our goal. They would put three guys on our keeper to make sure that he couldn't come out and play anything. It was it was just the most frustrating thing. So yeah, um, Rory DeLapp and his long throws. And he was so <laughs> he was so good at it that Arsene Wenger, who was the, uh, the manager of Arsenal at the time, and they were known for being the most beautiful soccer team. They, they passed the ball everywhere. Um, no, no grit or anything in them. Actually petitioned the league to make his throw-ins illegal and that throw-ins would then actually be kicked back in and not thrown because it was football and we don't right. use our hands in football, he would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Rory Delap was my, my thought of a player like uh, McClung who doesn't translate to a real game, but for some reason has a weird niche skill. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that, obviously. <laughs> um, there, there has been while you're while you're talking, I was just thinking like, what other like really niche basketball players have there been? And there's there's some been some three point specialists who have been like that yeah. too, like in the three point contest back in the day. Yeah. Craig Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges, people, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Like Hodges from the Bulls will always won the three point contest, but like got like five, average five minutes a game. So yeah, yeah, Craig Hodges, um, one of those guys that could do that for sure. Yeah. We are we are waiting on pins and needles here to see if Bevy's gonna join us. He's back from his his six week retreat in Hawaii, so you know he's he's still working off island time. So we'll see if uh, if he hops in. But I know you got a. A premier football league update for us, Schlee. They're at the halfway point. What's going on yeah, over what's going over there and across the pond? We're at the halfway point, and actually, uh, big stuff started happening a couple weeks ago. So I thought I'd just uh, um, share with everybody, just to let everybody know what's going on. Um, so the league's been turned upside down by a scandal that everybody knew was has been happening for the last decade or so. Um, but Man City has now, I believe, been charged with a hundred counts of um financial of breaking financial fair play basically signing players that they don't have the money to sign and claiming that they have revenues coming in that they don't have and all those kind of things yeah um so it really has everybody in a turmoil about what's going to happen you go back um this is one's near and dear to my heart because in the last decade they've beaten us to three titles 
by a total of five points. So beat us two mm. times by two points and last year on the final day by a point. Yeah. So, um, and there's a couple other teams that got some beef about that as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on and they're in the midst of another, another title run right now, but we have a, a couple, well, formerly good teams that have kind of come back in. So we have Arsenal leading the league with a, a, a really fun to watch young team, not a team that I like this year for, but they're really fun to watch. Man U's kind of re- retooled on the fly. So they're up there as well. Um, but as I've brought up in the past with the Premier League, um, there's a lot of this money coming in and I don't want to say things that I haven't researched properly and stuff, but there's a lot of yeah. talk sports, sports washing and things sure. like that, that that are going on. So we have Man City, who's one of those teams. Um, Newcastle is another one that's being thought of. But now we have three of the former top four, Liverpool, Arsenal and Man U, all up for sale at the moment. And who knows who's going to own these teams within the next year or so. So what's happening in Man City could be happening across the league and who knows what it'll do to it um, in Europe, in, in the rest of the world. So it's, uh, it's real, real big things going on. It's, it's, it could change the landscape of the, of the sport across oh, the world. Shit. Um, yeah. Just regarding sports washing, you know, I think yeah. we got to, we got, we got to be careful because I l- looked at our listenership before uh <laughs> oh, no. before we jumped on here today and we're we're at one percent in saudi arabia so i'm not sure i'm not sure who that one percent is but you know yeah. it's just we'll, we'll tread lightly on that subject um, uh, there's there's bigger podcasts than us talking this sure there is. so i think we're gonna be okay oh yeah sure. and then chelsea was also bought by an american uh all oh, wise name just slipped my mind right now but um they are just insane right now and they have uh, bought so many players in this last transfer window. Apparently, they now are being going to be forced to be sellers in the next window because they've signed too many players. They can't have any more on the roster. So, yeah, oh, wow. just 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 crazy stuff like that happening. So, um, yeah, the Premier League is insane at the moment. And now that that the NFL is over, I get to dive straight into it and watch 12, 10, 12 games a week. So, perfect. What, what's Liverpool doing? What are they like then right now? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing okay. We, we had a lot of injuries and, uh, we've kind of been trying and admittedly just not playing as well as we could, but we've won our last two. We actually beat Newcastle this weekend, uh, kind of ran them off, off the field and a couple of our injured, uh, players are coming back and we're starting to solidify back up. So we're, um, I think as of this morning, we were six points out of top four, which would qualify us for the Champions League for next year. We have... Real Madrid in the round of 16 of the Champions League for this year, uh, later on this week. So yeah, it's uh, as much as it hasn't been a great season, we're, we're still in line to uh, at least qualify for Champions League, which would be fantastic, which is always just the most important thing in the end because you get so much money from doing it. Sure. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Right on. Uh, really good young player, Jude Bellingham, who it would seem wants to sign with us, but wants to make sure we'll have Champions League football next year. So it's really important that we sign him. He's uh, probably one of the top two or three young midfielders in the world. He's a British kid. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Right on. So there's our uh, our football update. Um, the football. American football. We're, mm. Super Bowl was a week ago, so we've had some time to digest the Super Bowl. And we thought we'd come come up with some winners and losers from the Super Bowl. We obviously we know Kansas City won the game, but we'll dive into some some individual winners and losers. So, Shalee, I know you had had a few names. I got some names. So I'll just start right at the top with the coaches. 
Andy Reid, obviously big winner from that game. Andy Reid comes out looking great. His red zone offense and play calling just, you know, tore apart the Eagles defense late and was the difference in the game. So any thoughts on Big Andy and, and his oh, Super Bowl performance? That, that was one of my, um, I kind of wanted to talk on him. Is just like a- Andy Reid is now like, with all these coaches, especially ones who have done well in the past and haven't been able to win the big one, they become kind of a, a joke at times and a little bit of a butt of the joke. Um, and even after one Super Bowl, like Mike McCarthy, I still think people laugh at a lot and he won a Super Bowl. But I think Andy Reid's totally off that list now. Yeah. Um, he's he's got he has the fifth most wins. He'll have the fourth most after week four or five next week. He's I think he's three behind Landry. He oh, has is that right? Oh. Hi- yeah, he has the fourth highest winning percentage. Um, he has the second most postseason wins. Uh, he's got the two Super Bowls now. He's made it to four. Um, so he has a better Super Bowl um, uh, winning percentage than Shula. And uh, sure. who, there's another couple of them. Like, I was going through the list of, and just of, of coaches from my time. Yeah. And he's, he's up there. Like, you're talking guys that you could argue are better than him are like Belichick, obviously, but then Parcells, Cower, Shanahan, Tomlin, Walsh, Peyton, and Jimmy Johnson. Like, these are the ones that, and I'm not saying they're better than he is, Belichick yeah. probably, but like he's in the Parcells air right now yeah. for sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Andy Reid comes out smelling of roses here. Um, yeah. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the opposite end of that spectrum, Nick Sirianni. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on old Nick oh, Sirianni? Oh, oh, you know my thoughts on Nick Sirianni. He is a massive tool. And uh, sure I is. think he comes, I think he comes out. Well, he, he had the best team. By far, he, he, yeah. he had the he had he had everything going for him. Um, he's got his tears at, at the beginning of the game. He's were those crocodile were those crocodile tears? You think, oh, you think that was put know. on or what? I don't know. He's flipping okay. off the uh, KC bench though. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the thing yeah. of that. Like, what okay. an asshole and he is. I, and he and is if I had to hear one more time about he's Philly's coach because he's tough, like Philly's tough. Do you know what that means? It means you're a bunch of loudmouth assholes. That's all it means. Like New York Jet fans are called tough all the time too. No, I have to listen or read read them on Twitter constantly. They're just a bunch of assholes. Like being tough just means you talk a lot and you don't know what you're talking about. He's he's like a typical telephone tough guy, Nick Sirianni. Yeah, yeah, 100. Yeah. Kind of like a podcast tough guy like I am right now. Yeah, there you go. Talking shit about people. Were, were, were you at all surprised that before every single game he listens to Whitney Houston's rendition of the national anthem in 1990 or whatever that was? Right. Jesus <laughs> what Christ. A psycho. What a yeah, psycho. Just, a, just an idiot. Yeah. All right. So Nick Sirianni obviously comes out a loser from that game and just in general. So we'll yeah. move on. Yeah. Coaches uh, that lose can, can come out as winners. He did not come out as a winner. He's, no. He's a loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Go for it. Rarified air at the moment. Like yeah. what you you sell off his his big home run weapon. It's it seems brilliant now too, getting rid of Tyree Kill, sure. saving the money that you're gonna pay him, become getting a bunch of guys that are better than the becoming better than the sum of your parts. They they got very fortunate hitting uh, with oh uh, the running back ten. Why is it? Um, yeah, uh, Shaco. 
Yeah, Pacheco, yeah, hitting with him, so giving a little bit of a home run threat out of the backfield and everything. And Mahomes just just making it happen, um, moving. Um, after the the T Bay loss in the Super Bowl, it was all about the offensive line. They did a re- retool on the the fly of the offensive line, but the biggest plays were pressure was on him, and he got out of the pocket with that ankle. Bevy has a lot of thoughts on what may have been going through his bloodstream <laughs> at that point with that ankle um, yeah. that allowed him to run thirty yards the way he did. But that was special. It was a special performance. It was one for the ages for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, he's in the conversation now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, nobody's nobody's going to be in the Brady conversation just yet, but he's, you know, he's going to be he's he's coming up on Peyton Manning. You know, yeah. Peyton Manning and he's in I think he's obviously Montana has more Super Bowls than him, but yeah. Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. Yes. So. Yes, 100%. And that, yeah. that's totally it. We're so probably we're not... watching because there's been so, there's so much talk because Tom Brady with all the Super Bowl rings, gets to be the GOAT. And that's sure. what you get to be when you have all the rings and everything. Yeah. But then there was, is Aaron Rodgers the the most talented, though, of all time? And uh, a couple of the other quarterbacks, Elway and those. But Mahomes is now in that discussion of just being the most talented person to play the position. Yep, and and a winner, too, right? Yep. Good yep. teammate, winner. He's got, got it all going on. For sure. Uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, I got him as a, as a winner. He was great. Other yeah. than that, just weird fumble that you know obviously went the other way for six. Fuck, he was awesome that game, and you know we were texting back and forth, and you know we we're all in agreement. It's like your team is so much better and such a better offensive team when you got a quarterback like Hertz, who, who you know a dual threat quarterback can pull it down and run, and he's strong, great arm, throws a good deep ball, like. Your offense is so much more dangerous with a guy like him. And I just, you know, big win for Hertz in that game. And it just got me thinking, like, are we ever going to see just a pocket quarterback again, like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom Brady? Or will those guys who who are, you know, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", whatever, slow, are they just going to be converted to, like, you know, put on 70 pounds in high school and you're going to be a left tackle now? Are we ever going to see like uh, just a pure pocket passer moving forward? Yeah, that's Mike White. It's the reason Mike White yep. isn't going to be a starting quarterback. That's He's right. showing that he has a lot of a lot of the talent. He can't move. He's yeah. not athletic. He can just he throws the ball really well. He makes good decisions, but yeah, it's not good enough anymore. You got to be able to move. You got to be able to at least slide in the pocket. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, looking um, at what's going what's to happen with Hertz though, because the the talk is they're going to get rid of the rugby scrum play. Yeah, you know that was gonna be odd soon. Yeah, because it also looks kind of dangerous. Like sure. the, you got you got the the franchise quarterbacks having two guys run as hard as they can into the back of them and try to drive them forward. That that can't go well. But no. It's another one of those things. The Eagles basically played four four down football the whole game. Exactly. Yeah. They, they get it. They 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 knew they just had to get fourth and two, and they were just going to go for it. Yeah. And they that, just put, that play the right pile. behind. Yeah, right behind Kelsey. Pushing Hurts uh, with his 900-pound uh, squat legs. Yeah, there's it's it's virtually unstoppable. It was only stopped by the illegal procedure on the one play. Is the only thing that that stopped them from being able to do it. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving down. So yeah, Hurts obviously a winner. Next, I got I got Travis Kelsey. So I, I like to talk a little bit about Kelsey. <laughs> obviously, yeah. You know, 
best tight end of all time. I think he's better than than Gronk. Obviously, there's a lot of room for debate there, but I think he's better. I don't know how he gets open all the time the way he does over the middle of the field. You know, great hands, amazing in the red zone. But my question is, when did he become a pro pro wrestler? Like, what's with the the af- after the game? He's always hijacking Mahomes' interviews after the game, and you know, he's like talks like a WWE wrestler and. God, it's just, it's a little bit too much for me. What are your thoughts on Kelsey? Yeah, kind of that same thing. He's, uh, uh, I think I, I'm siding with you, probably the best of all time now um, as, a, as a tight end. Um, I guess the Gronk fans would say Gronk was a better blocker, but who cares? Kelsey sure. gets open and he makes that, that offense roll and everything. Yeah, he, yeah. Is, he is kind of annoying. And, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely of the two Kelseys, he's my least favorite. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, and the whole the whole nobody believed in us shit too. Yeah, like, what do you mean, man? Yeah. Like, your your quarterback's Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the NFL. Who like who was writing you off? Like, uh, are you talking like this is like this big Cinderella story or something? Like, yeah. I didn't I didn't get that chip on the shoulder thing. But anyway. Yeah. But I, I don't you know. Gotta what have to, gotta have something to keep you going. Yeah, put something on the bulletin board, I guess, from some yeah. some guy on, you know, first take or something who said at the beginning of the year that Casey wasn't going to, you know, get back to the Super Bowl. So that was their motivation, I guess. You know, yeah. who knew? What about Mom Kelsey? What are your thoughts on Mom Mom Kelsey? Well, it's got to be hard for Mom Kelsey. She, 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 she raised two sons that got to play in the Super Bowl. One great player and one asshole named... Name, name, whatever. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Like they're, 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 she, she wins but loses in the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, good for, good for her. You know, you raise two boys that no play kidding. in the Super Bowl the, on the, the second biggest day in the United States. They both get to play. So yeah, yeah good for her. She's wild, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, James Bradbury. You know, Bradbury was the the cornerback called for holding on Juju late in the game. You know, obviously a call that no. Nobody wanted to see the flag come out on that play. Just kind of ruined the game in the last two minutes. Just, but what are your thoughts on Bradbury um, with the, with the, the holding call that was called on him? I, I like that he owned it. Yeah. And if you want to hear the hottest take that I'm ever going to throw out on this podcast, it <laughs> yeah. was a hold, and I'm glad they called it. I really? Didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up in the text chain. You and Bevy were too heated about the whole thing. You yeah. saw right at the, right at the beginning. Uh, Juju came in. He tried to come out. That's where the actual hold happened. Yeah. And I think that's what 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 the ref actually called. And then going down the field, he still had his hands on him. The ref's just like, I got to call something here because this is just a mugging going on. So I think it's if if they don't call it and they kick a field goal there, and then all you can think about is the Eagles coming back down the field. What gets called at that point? Then you know sure. AJ Brown's hand fighting with somebody down the field, and they call it then. A call, a call a, fly, a throw a flag on that, and that leads to the Eagles scoring. Like I don't know. I think it was. A, I think it was a penalty, and I was. I was fine with them calling it. Wow, that's okay. my take. That's my. Take. All right, hey, coming in hot. I didn't. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. You know, I, especially Juju. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's a burner. I don't think he's getting around Bradbury either. So you know, maybe Bradbury didn't have to grab the jersey. Maybe the you know panicked a little bit at, yeah. at that point of yeah. the game and he got caught. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on Juju? Winner or loser from the Super Bowl? Oh, Juju ends up being the biggest loser. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, yeah. but he, he sent out the, the Valentine's Day thing. That's just classless. Like, it is. 
you, you, you won on a, you won the game on a play like that most people, and I know I was in the very much minority, felt wasn't a penalty, and then you're going to rub it in about it too. Like, show some class, man. And I like that AJ Brown's comeback out of oh, yeah. in the, uh, <laughs> uh, what was uh, TikTok boy. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok boy. That was a TikTok boy. Yeah, but TikTok boy is way out of the league almost. So don't don't be talking too much shit. So I, I appreciated that. Yeah, because I like Juju. I I was I, I I cheered for him all year, kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. kind of classless. It was. Here's one for usually we 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 can't go uh, without bringing in some interior offensive linemen. Creed Humphrey, the rookie center for KC. Big win for Creed. Creed was great. Yeah, Creed, Creed is fantastic. I really enjoy him. Um, he's one of those guys I don't think I would share a lot in common with him. I'm pretty sure his family owns a lot of guns and uh, a very American yeah. first name, Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, 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 de- definitely, if he wasn't an NFL football player, he would be a member of the Proud Boys, or maybe he already is. I don't know. We don't, we're, but, not sure. um, yeah. we're not. We're not. I love a blocker though. Yeah, yeah. Put and the big I, I man did. Davis on on skates there, you yeah, know. Definitely. Last drive of the game drove drove yeah. him back seven yards out of the play. Yeah. But I think that was yeah. on yeah. home scramble, right? Yeah, reminds yeah. me a lot of Nick Mangold, and yeah, sure. really really enjoy him. And Nick Mangold was one of my favorites of all time. So yeah, yeah. I really like Creed Humphrey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pacheco, we touched on him a little bit. Big win for Pacheco. He, yeah, he's an interesting cat, it would seem. Yeah, he, uh, he doesn't seventh seem round to be... pick, like we talked about. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. great find by Andy and and company. Yeah. Runs hard, yeah. runs like he, like his life is on the line every every play. So yeah, 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 he, yeah. And that's the big one. Run, runs hard, runs really hard. So very yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, halftime show, Rihanna. What were your thoughts on Rih- on Riri? I enjoyed it. Um, the whole thing of her being up in the air, I could see that she was tethered in, but I was a little bit worried for her. You know, she yeah. owned the whole thing. She yeah. came out. I don't know how many months pregnant she is, but she she worked it and everything. At one point, I was like watching, and I was just like, she's not really got as much energy as she normally does. No. And then my my I called my wife out. It's like, is she pregnant or something? And she's like, and she thought she had already had the kid, but yeah, no, good for her. Yeah, she well, and it turns out she is pregnant. That's, yeah, that's yeah, not right. So yeah, so obviously she signed up for this, and then uh, you know, so good yeah. for her for following through. It was, you know, it was it was okay. I'll just give it yeah. like a a five out of ten for me. Oh, like, it wasn't it, last. It was kind of it, yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. Like yeah. following that up, it's like following yeah. up a great comedian, right? Like you're never gonna top that yeah. that halftime show last year, especially for our generation. Like that just hit yeah. on so many different levels. So. Yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about, about our teams moving forward here in the off season. So some rumors in, in Jetsville, Derek Carr paid a visit, you know, what are you in or out on, uh, on possibly Derek Carr? And I know we talked about this uh, last, uh, last podcast, I think, where we gave you the hypothetical, what would your team have looked like with Carr for the last two years? So what do you, what do you think your team looks like with him next year? If that Uh, Kidley, as you know, I'm the forever optimist with the Jets, and I really shouldn't give them what I—the amount of optimism that I give them. I'm, 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 I'm talking myself into it. I, I see yeah. the, yeah. I see, I see, I see the good parts of parts of it. He would definitely be a, a quarterback that we can make the playoffs with. You never know, make a run with for the yep. next uh, two, three years. At that point, we can have figured out what we're going to do at the quarterback position. Um, 
signing him, it would seem. But he's kind of leaning Jets' way because the Saints have apparently already offered him a, a, a deal and he's kind of said no to it. Yeah. Um, it allows us to keep the 13th pick as well. Like, I, I really worry with the exactly. whole Aaron Rodgers thing is is what we are, we're going to have to give up for him. And the Aaron Rodgers contract is an abomination of a, of a cap destroyer after that second year. So, like, if he chooses to play the two years is what we would want him to do then we we're still on the hook for an insane amount of money even if he retires with the bonus having been pushed back so much yeah. so um yeah i'm kind of talking myself into Derek carr i hear nothing but good things about him so yeah I, yeah i think he'd, he'd, I, he'd fit in the locker room i think you know he's yeah i'm not a huge Derek carr guy but i think no. he'd fit in nicely with with what you guys want to do well, he he also averages over the last four years has averaged uh, forty one hundred uh, passing yards a season, and we haven't had a four thousand yard passer since um, Joe Namath. So, right. yeah, <laughs> that's not great. That's not nice a great just, stat. It would be nice just to have a quarterback that was just back there throwing the ball. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's, the, you know. Basically, what I've what I've seen now with the rumors and all that—well, not even rumors, just people spouting off—is there's people talking Tannehill and stuff like that. Mm. If Ryan Tannehill is my starting mm. quarterback week one, I—that's that's the new all-time low. We we can't be in this position right now with this team and think that Ryan Tannehill is the answer to anything. So well, you, um, you know, yeah. Tannehill played wide receiver in college, though, right? I'd heard that. I'd heard yeah. that before. You know, just picked just picked up quarterbacking late. So, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, d- I don't. I didn't like him as a Dolphin. Um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't like him as uh, as a Titan. I didn't like him as anything. So any don't don't like that at all. Jimmy G. I respect and everything, but he just can't stay healthy. So that's yeah. that would just worry me too much as well. So um, in I'm, I've really kind of talked myself into that. Derek Carr is the best option at this point with what we need. Okay, I like it. I like the rationale. You don't like you're not mortgaging your future, like you said. You yeah. still still got the draft picks. Build around build around car. I like yeah, that because we're, we're we're still we're still a, a couple of linemen away. So sure, I would I I really like that's almost turning into my dream offseason. Sign car, draft build the O line. Be, best O lineman. Well, probably take best player available at thirteen. But yeah. I'm hoping it would be one of the O linemen, and then go from there. You know we're we're really close to being a, a really good team. So, yeah. yeah. There we go. Seattle, we got the the 5th pick and 19th pick, so I'm 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 diving into the quarterback actually. I don't I'm not sure what's going to happen with Gino. You know, all all indications point to Seattle signing him to uh to some type of a contract. I'm not sure what that looks like, but I think they got a I still think they have to look into the quarterback position and we will Levis from Kentucky, the big uh big Big kid from Kentucky, 6'3", 240, yeah. a lot of Josh Allen comparisons. I just, you know, saw some stuff uh, from from some tape that he's been putting together, and he just flicks the ball all around the field. He's got tremendous arm strength. He's mobile, you know, all the stuff that Josh Allen could do. So he excites yeah. me. He's not going to be around at 19, so they probably have to, like, either trade down or, or pull the trigger on at number five. So I don't think they'll do that, but... Then if we get down to 19 and we still need a quarterback, there's this guy, Anthony Richardson from University of Florida. Have you seen anything on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he excites me. He excites me. Another guy, 6'3", 230, 
mobile, huge arm, not not accurate though, very raw. <laughs> you know, there's going to be yeah. a big learning curve there. So that could be like you know sit sit for one yeah. year, red shirt, you know, yeah. learn learn how to be a professional quarterback, and then come in and, and give you know, give give you know two give Gino two years exactly your contract. Yeah. one of those guys to sit there behind him he's he's, he's a wealth of uh information now like yeah so yeah so yeah that's go. what i'm gonna be you know doing from now until the draft diving into the quarterback market seeing uh seeing what these kids look like so those are two names well, right now that really stick out so i'll be interesting to see where they end up okay the drafting quarterbacks is the most fun sure and, uh, yeah. can be the most painful time of your life but yeah while, while you're sitting there watching them you can talk yourself into almost any throw of and course. every guy has at least something on a tape that you're sitting there going, I could see him doing that in the NFL. So I've yeah. done it a lot. I've talked <laughs> myself into a lot of them. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's end it with some some TV updates. What's uh, what's going on in your household? What are you looking forward to watching moving forward? Uh, what are you watching right now? What's happening? I, I bring it up all the time, but March 24th, Yellow Jacks is back. Yeah. Still my favorite show. Um, yeah. From from a couple of years ago, my wife and I just today rewatched the first two episodes of the first season, so that we're all ready to go when it comes out. Okay. Um, Spencer Dutton from uh, 1923. He's still yeah. making his way back to the United States. Okay. So uh, still being as as awesome as can be. Still finding a way to get out of trouble and end every episode with a drink of of some brown liquor so yeah, yeah he's doing a great job and he's got his socialite wife and they're having a fantastic time so yeah that that's those those two are keeping me busy at the moment here and succession comes out i think march 26 end of march i oh, believe there you go. so yeah so we got that to look forward to right now i'm just finishing up your honor uh, season okay, two yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. even season two started off a little bit slow but it's really picked up here halfway through so i think there's uh and we got four more episodes left that I got to watch, so it's uh, it's good. Like it's Brian Cranston, very good in it. Always um, good. Yeah. And did you watch You on Netflix? Have you watched that yet? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think this is season three, I believe. Maybe even season four. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look it up. It's it's a decent yeah. watch. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, but uh, that's uh, that's my TV update. Um, anything yeah. else going on, Shlee? Well, uh, uh, do you know what? One thing I do like, and it's it's on right now. It's curling season. We got the Scotties on, sure. so yeah, I, 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 I like I like yeah. the curling. Um, I I really like that they went to the big wild card um, system. So there's a bunch of extra teams in. Where in the past it was one for province and Team Canada. Now they have a uh, a bunch of wild card teams, which I'm sure some don't like, but right. it allows for all those good teams from well Manitoba to get to get into the tournament, where we we only get to send one all the time, and they would be playing against the team from Nunavut. Which nothing against the team from Nunavut, but uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna be uh, blowing anybody uh, uh, blowing anybody's skirt up or anything like that with their play. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, uh, I I like that we get more of the Manitoba teams in there. So yeah, Caitlin Laws has her own rink now. Jenny Jones is in there. Yeah. Um, and oh, what's her face? Ernest uh, er- Ernestson. Yeah. She's Team Canada right now. She's in there. And there's a fourth Canada or uh, Manitoba team as well. Uh, a young a young skip who got blown out of the water by Jennifer Jones this morning. But good for her to get in there. So yeah. There Jeez- we go. Jesus, Lee. I did. I had no idea you were. Uh... Oh, I love the curling. I'm so deeply into into curling. 
love the curling. We're going to have to have a curling segment coming up pretty oh, soon. This I've, is, I've, I've, I've always been a big fan. Yeah. This is great. Well, it's still the best. Uh, was that Super Nintendo the from the Olympics? Oh, yes. Yeah, Nagano Curl- Games. Nagano yeah. Game? Yeah. The curling, yeah. curling portion of that was still the best video game how that we ever played did, together. How many evenings did we waste playing yeah. that one? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, March Madness is about a month away, so you know I haven't watched any college basketball yet, sadly enough. So nor have I. I've got some time now, so I'm going to start, you know, diving into that a little bit more, trying to pick out a few teams, a few kids like like Mac McClung again. <laughs> we keep an eye on moving forward. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, we got some stuff happening. I think uh, Joe Highsmith's gonna, our guy Joe Highsmith on the Corn Ferry Tour, he's gonna. He's going to join us uh, in the next couple weeks here. They got four weeks off right now on the Corn Ferry Tour, so they just got back from South America. He is 14th on the, on the points list right now, so at the end of the year, top 30 on the on the points list, get their PGA Tour card. So he's off to a nice start. And, uh, Beautiful. Yeah, well, so we'll see what's uh, in store for him over the next uh, couple months. Awesome. Please. As always, great job by you, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Tomorrow is a... You know, or today, whenever you're listening, it's a holiday Monday. So hopefully everyone's enjoying the holiday Monday. Thanks for listening and we will catch up soon. See you later. Good luck.